You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I'm just trying to figure out who these people are. Like, I mean, because they're everywhere. I mean, well, and clearly, like, if you think about it, you know someone who did do that. I mean, the the ratio uh, of what it sounds like with people coming out of the woodwork, well, woodwork, talking about this, that means that it's more common than I ever thought. Because me I always too. I always thought it was just me. But it's clearly not. This is a phenomenon. So who are these people? And why? Why are they hiding it in the woods? I have no idea. And it's different types of woods, too. It's not just like small towns. Like, I, too, found it in uh, a city that I city was City woods in. and country woods. Found okay, in city we're going yep. to we're gonna have, some, have to ask some questions about this. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Big thank you to everybody up there who's going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. It is uh, wonderful when you do so. Shout out to Ben. Ben uh, went and purchased some things on uh, by going purchased to Purchased some wares. Thanks, Ben. Purchased some wares by going to funemploymentradio.com clicking on the Amazon link. Wonderful. That is awesome, and we really appreciate that because cool. it helps us out a lot. Alright, so we've got a ton of stuff to get to today that we have to get through, including I've got something, I've got a continuation of our Hawaii because uh, we are taking Fun Employment Radio on the road, and we'll be talking about this more and more. In about three weeks, we're going to Hawaii for a couple of days, a oh few God. days, rather, and we're going to be doing some shows over there. We are in just almost exactly three weeks. Yeah, yeah, and we'll be letting you know how those shows work. There's a lot of logistics that work with that, but we will be doing shows in Hawaii. And uh, and I just found out something that may freak freak you the hell out. What? What do you mean? It's really unnerving, and I don't know. It's not about the flight, right? It's not about the flight. Okay. I'm not going to do that for you. It's not okay. about the flight, although we may talk about the flight at some we point. Are I'll, I'll bring not it up. Do that. I'll get to it here in a minute. But before we do that, this is also something that was uh, that was sent by by one of our fine listeners, and it was Daryl who posted on my Facebook page the other day about a mystery that is going on and that somebody is finally talking about, and it's from a from a Vice uh, subsidiary, the Dangerous Minds. I, I didn't know what that was, but it's a, I guess, a subsidiary of Vice, or Vice bought them. Mm-hmm. And they have an article online, and he posted a link to this thing. And the title of the article is this. The inex- <clears throat> Yeah, it's Excuse really me. a mouthful. I'm, I'm looking forward to you saying this. The inexplicably ubiquitous phenomenon of woods porn. I can say that better. The inexplicably... The inexplicably, wow, that is kind of a tough it one. It is a real... That is like somebody's trying I to... I think you got to run it over. You just got to run it over. The inexplicably... The inexplicably ubiquitous phenomenon of woods porn. The inexplicably ubiquitous phenomenon of woods porn. Like it seems like the they last didn't take need was to, good. They could have just said like, "Why woods porn?" The inexplicably, the inexplicably. The problem is the inexplicably. <laughs> yeah. Starting off with and that. ubiquitous. Like how pretentious is this person writing? I mean, they're they're on point with their with what they talk about, right. but like that, that's the most pretentious headline I've ever. The, like you're talking about porn. Come yeah, on. Yeah. The inexplicably ubiquitous okay, phenomenon yes, of woods we porn. We worked through it. Okay. No, I'm just trying to make sure I get a good take. All right. So anyway. It's about though this phenomenon, and it's about the thing of people, and especially maybe kids these days. You know, they probably don't ever think about this because you can find porn everywhere. But uh, believe it or not, kids, there was a time when you didn't have the internet's to go to find your porn, and you had to rely on old-fashioned magazines and uh, and and a movie if you could ever find that. Oh, but that's really boy. difficult because then you then you have to find a VCR to play it in. That was really hard to come by. No. It was it was the old fashioned finding 
magazines of porn. Well, and it porn was mags. also, uh, the find, found porn mags. Let me ask you this. Did you ever find, I, I found porn a couple of times. But well, we're going to get into that. Okay. But do you have a follow-up? No, I was going to ask, now, did you always just find specific porn, or did you, uh, did you ever find cartoon porn? Okay, we need to get to cartoon porn in a second, because that's yeah. just bizarre. No, okay. Okay, so, but this article, that's about that, about the idea of going out and, and and just walking through the woods or finding porn out in the wild, if you if it mm. were. Because that's the only way that you ever saw it growing up, was was that. Or somebody's older brother found one, or somebody's dad had a secret porn porn mag, and then they would find it. I mean, I, look, it's it's true. We all know this. We all know growing up that you would you would look at that. Back in the day. Back in the I... day. Back in the day when you got your porn from magazines. Yeah. Didn't from, have those moving pictures. From the color papers. Uh, so, <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, and I had that experience. I had the experience of finding one out in in the wild, and it was the first time that I'd ever really seen seen a, seen a pornography magazine. And I was probably about <laughs> a pornographic magazine. A pornographic magazine. I think I was. I'm gonna guess eight or nine. Maybe I was ten. I probably more like ten. I think I was ten too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was. I was probably ten. Yeah. Because it was over at my buddy Damien's house. Uh, Damien, who uh, does not exist online, and I can't find him anywhere. And oh, you're, I thought, you're invisible friend. Yeah, I thought he was a figment of my imagination for a while. He was, um, he was a shit apple. That Damien, Damien was the one who used to throw rocks at the horses. Damien was really Greg the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know at this point. But I would go over to Damien's house, and you know, when we weren't throwing rocks at things, doing shit apple stuff, we would ride our bikes around on this gravel road because I grew up out in the country, and so we're you know riding our bikes up and down this gravel road and. We saw in the ditch this one prime. We looked in there, and and uh, lo and behold, there was a magazine, and we picked it up, and it was it was old and it was beat up and it had been out in the rain for a while, but it was a pornography magazine. And I why do you keep calling it pornography magazine? It's pornographic. It's porn pornographic magazine. What? Yeah, pornography magazine. I've never heard anyone say magazine? pornography magazine. I don't know. I don't really talk about it that much, so it's kind of weird saying it. A porn mag. A, you go. I can go grosser than that, but um, and and we we found this thing. I can't remember what it was specifically. I if I think about it, I'll be able to remember what it was. But it, it was anyway. We found this magazine, and then we took it back to Damien's place, and then we hid it in his upstairs closet so that no one would ever find it. And we looked at this, but it was finding this porn in the wild. Mm-hmm. And apparently, that was not just something that was limited to the tiny little area where I grew up in. Mm-hmm. This is a whole. Like national phenomenon, which is so weird. I always thought that it was just me too. I'm yeah, like, why so, would I find this? So, what did you find? Uh, when I this is actually, I was about ten or eleven, and I was living in Seattle. And if anybody is familiar with that, Seattle, we lived near Nathan Hale High School. Okay, and uh, that's a high school in North Seattle. And there's like kind of a, a green belt, like a kind of you know, like some trees and bushes and stuff, like a small like foresty area behind. Okay. Uh, like the tennis courts and the football field and stuff, and and you know, we'd go exploring, exploring back there. I think it was behind the tennis court, and we'd always hit our tennis balls over the wall, and then we'd have to go and get them. Okay. And I think that's how it happened because I did, and sure enough, like saw a, like a bunch of moss and sticks and things in a pile, and saw something peeking out from underneath the corner of it. And sure enough, yep, it was porn. It was like two or three different magazines, also weather beaten. All it was all lady magazines. So wait, so this person. Covered it up. They covered it up. Like, so they were hiding it. That was a specific spot they were going. It was like underneath kind of a tree root, but it was kind of covered. So I don't know if it was like the person whose porn it was covered it or if somebody else found it and they're like, oh my God, I, you know, I found this porn, but I can't take it home. Okay. So 
and and there's there's a couple and of questions. And this was in the here. middle of Se- this is in Seattle, like this in the is- middle of Seattle, but that was our secret stash mm-hmm. spot. I mean, there's a couple of things with this. I, I guess I've got a bunch of uh, we've got a bunch of comments from people too who have uh, also. This has happened to them. So I wanted to read some of those. Um, if you're listening live right now, funemploymentradio.com slash live, uh, let us know if you have found, you know, w- wild porn before and, and what your experience was. Um, so there's, there's that. This has happened to a lot of people. But who are these people? And I suppose, you know, back then, I don't know if it's still happening now. That's kind of strange. Although I do have a story of it still happening now, I guess. Well, I mean, why would it um, not happen now? I mean, older people who are maybe afraid of the internet and don't want to leave a trail. I suppose there's still an industry for that. There's still, I think there still is. There's still an industry yeah, for books. But if you're older, why are you leaving it out in the woods, though? That doesn't explain that part of it. I, I mean, maybe you like to go for a walk. Maybe you like the smell of the fresh air. Oh, that's just disturbing then, because <laughs> that means that they are, uh, yeah, taking care of their whatever uh, out in the out in the woods in front of everybody. I mean, I can in front get of who? I can in front see, of the woods people. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the I mean, woods are their it solace. seems like a kind of a strange thing. Seems like you're kind of judgmental about the people I'm who have the woods. I'm not judging. Form. I'm just saying. Okay, I can I can say it's strange without being judgmental because if it's somewhere public where I'm going to stumble across you, uh, yeah, that's that's a little odd. That there's some kind of a thrill factor there, I suppose. So I think maybe maybe part of it is, you know, when we were growing up, like just because it was, you don't ever want to get caught. So maybe this is where kids with their hiding spot, where they would hide it out in the woods, so that way their parents wouldn't find out about it. But I, I feel like there's there's an, an adult factor in here, too, that there are adults doing this. I think maybe it wasn't an adult. I think maybe it was, like, slightly older than us, like a teenager. I could well, see, yeah. like, a 15 or 16-year-old boy or something getting his hands on, like, his dad's porn mags or, like, buying them. I can't remember how... Uh, yeah, 18. 18? Yeah, 18. All right, yeah, and then, like, not wanting, like, either... His, like his dad threw him away and he got them and they didn't want to keep them in the house, so he hid them in the woods. Because, I mean, people yeah. were outside a lot more back then. Okay, Kristen is saying in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live, you're a live subscriber. Uh, there's a lot of references to me doing taxes. I hate all of you for that. Mm. Uh, Kristen <laughs> says, uh, uh, my money is on homeless and kids. That's true. I could see some some things for the homeless, but like where I grew up, there really weren't, where I mean, I, there just weren't homeless where people. Where I was, there weren't a, um, homeless people at that yeah, I never point. really uh-huh. saw any homeless people. I mean, I'm sure there were, but they weren't they weren't hanging around. Like this is kind of a yeah, it, it just didn't happen. Yeah, for me it was just I was way out in the country, so I don't know. I mean, I suppose there could be some people living up in the woods somewhere. That's entirely actually possible. Well, I remember I didn't tell anybody about it and I left it there because I didn't know what to do because being, you know, like an 11-year-old girl, I'm not going to show my my sister it cuz she's like, you know, seven or eight I'm like no, I'm not gonna show my sister. but it was just fascinating so I did sit there and like look at it because I'd never seen anything like it before huh. and then I just left it there because I didn't know oh we took it well of course you oh took we it. took it we hid it in Damien's uh Damien's attic I remember I going Damien. back I remember going back over there though and all of a sudden he didn't have it anymore because I, I went back over and look I was 10 it was on my mind the next time I went over to Damien's house I was like oh yeah I remember what we found Okay, oh, God, don't say it was on my mind. Look, oh, you, when you're 10 or 11, I mean, that was, a that was you know. That was gold. That was gold, yeah. I mean. That was like the best treasure you could find. That's that's all there was. There was no internet, you know. And so <laughs> people are saying you. I mean, it's not like I was, I didn't know what to do with it. You know, I just wanted to see 
I don't know. Didn't, weren't you the one that had the story about the weird guy in college who would uh, insist that you all watch porn together and then he'd rub on oh, the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. I did have that story. Yeah, there was some very strange things. But that's college. And I was I was never one of those. I'm not much of a public porn consumer or a group. Which has just never made sense to me. I know we've talked about this before, but that's just, it's so odd. Yeah, it's each their own, man. Yeah. I knew a lot of guys that were like that in college that were like, come on in, man. Let's watch this together. Let's like, all get boners uh, together. No. No, no, that's so, no, you, no, no, uh, no, no, thank you. But it really is true. I mean, I wonder where it actually came from because it is specifically, well, at least for us, maybe in the Northwest, it's woods. I think I, I've seen ha- people re- reference barn porn. Barn porn. Oh, yeah, I could see that'd be a good hiding spot, mm. I suppose, if you were going to do that. Uh, let's see here. I'll scroll back through the live chat, but also on even that Facebook post. Uh, there's a a buddy of mine. Actually, this is a guy from college I knew, Isaac. He said he. Found some in the Cascades this summer, stashed in lower left of Woodpile. So he found a Woodpile out in the middle of the woods in North Sister. Oh, I wonder where he was. That's actually close to where I was. Um, <laughs> and uh, and hmm, he found a how stash. How strange. I wonder <laughs> whose stash he found. I wouldn't leave a stack of wood, though. You don't leave the wood. So, he, yeah, somebody had a stack of wood and had a rolled up um, bunch of them stuffed in under the Woodpile. Like porn stashed in a Woodpile in the middle of a forest. That's weird. That is very weird. That's very weird. Is it something that still happens? Uh, I, I don't know. It must be because he said he found that last summer. Um, Josiah, who I grew up with, see, he was a city kid. I was a country kid. Mm. So he was in the city, and there's a park in Monmouth called Gentle Woods. And he said uh, Monmouth Crew was the Gentle Woods Park porn. I remember when we found the first stash in a shoebox because they would go through Gentle Woods. The Gentle Woods Park porn? Gentle Woods Park was where... Was was the park in Monmouth? That was like wow. the big park, and it was kind of creepy in the back. It's just it's just weird. I remember, and then when I had mentioned earlier, so I found like the other porn, and then um, that same time, like right next to it, so there were like regular, there were like a couple of regular magazines, and then there was like this little. I've still I've never seen anything like it since. Yeah, what is this you were bringing up? So it was a cartoon, like a a pornographic cartoon book. Like it was, I remember it. It was disgusting. It's like, like a cartoon. Like it, it was, was like a smaller. It was like shaped like more one of like the a flip book. books. It, it wasn't. It was like kind of a smaller. I don't know about that thick. It, it was more like about a novel. Like two inches thick. It was. It was shaped like a paperback novel, kind of. Um, I remember it had Popeyes characters, like Popeye and olive oil. Popeye and, like, and olive oil, and a whole bunch of like different like cartoon characters, like well known at least like older. It, it looked <laughs> older. And that one definitely looked like something that someone stole from like their father or grandfather or something. Oh, wow. But the it was very graphic drawings. I remember oh. that one and that really like I remember even looking at that and being like that kind of creeps me <laughs> out. It was it was disturbing. Okay, that's How did you never find anything No, like that? I never found any kind of cartoon porn. Yeah, it was like black and white. It wasn't like it was black and white, but it was like, you know, the drawing like the old-timey like drawings. But it wasn't like a sketchbook, though. It was no, an it actual... wasn't a sketchbook. It was an actual, like, Sketch old... of Popeye and olive oil having... And Popeye took his spinach. How disturbing. It oh, was my God. so disturbing. How disturbing for a child I'm actually just, that. like, I'm burying that memory right now. It was so disturbing. That would screw up cartoons forever. Oh, God. I think... Oh, God. I just, like, remembered one of the things. Yeah, it was just... It was disgusting. I... See, my like, only... I saw that, and I was just like, no, 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 like, no, no. The only thing I can relate to in any way, shape, or form was that was a very special episode of Different Strokes where where Arnold went home with this guy, and uh, Arnold being Gary Coleman, and 
the guy that he he went to his apartment and the guy started showing him pornographic cartoons. They never showed the cartoons. They just implied. And uh-huh. It was supposed to be a very special episode where you learn not to go with strangers or whatever, you know, and then Mr. Drummond had to come and save him. But I always, I was like, what, how is it, what's wrong with the cartoon? Like, cause I didn't understand what, what pornography was. I'm like, well, why, what's Wait, going like on that cartoon? Movie magazines? No, no. Cause this was even before that. I was just oh. like, I didn't understand. I'm like, well, why is it a dirty cartoon? What does that mean? What are they, what are they doing in the cartoons? Like how, what's happening there? And I just, I could not wrap my mind around it. Uh, anyway, I learned my lesson not to go with strangers. Thank you, Arnold and uh, Mr. Drummond uh, coming to the rescue. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think I, I learned just, with the cartoon porn that some people are, are broken. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just really, ups- that's upsetting me. I mean, and, and to each their own, but I'm just finding that out in the woods. That's, that, oh man, that's, that's a rough one. <laughs> no, uh, Keelan, uh, our buddy in the chat says, so disturbing equals missionary sex. That was not, that was not. That was not. <laughs> like, I don't even remember the porn, but I remember. It was the... Popeye and olive oil when you were a kid. And, it. yeah, and that, uh, what's his name, Brutus, girl. and there was lots of stuff going on. Oh, boy. There was lots of. Was the hamburger guy in there? There was lots of stuff. I'll gladly pay you tomorrow for a hamburger today. Okay. Wimpy? That was his name? Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right, let's get, let's get off the cartoon I want to hear from, like, other, like, people in other countries, too, because we have people who listen all over. Like, I want to know. If this phenomenon of, of woods porn or like outdoor porn. Well, and I'm just reading everywhere. my chat. Yeah. Uh, uh, our listener, I, I won't say her name just in case. doesn't want her name on here, but uh, she lives in Norway. Mm-hmm. Netherlands. Damn it. Why do I always screw it up? Netherlands. Netherlands. Um, said found a stash of porn when I was 10 or so. So I'm assuming out in the woods there. So I think it's, a, I think it's an international thing. Hmm. I don't think it's just here. Uh, yeah. I, it's just strange, though, because I've never known anybody... Did you ever hide any porn in the woods? No. Uh-uh. No. No, never in Did the... you have a porn hiding spot? I'm not going to talk about that. I, who didn't? So, I mean, yeah, but I, I didn't need to be out in the woods. Uh, that seemed like more of a risk than anything else. So, anyway, we. It just, I'm just saying if it's this prolific, if it's this everywhere, I'm sure somebody listening and right now is one of the woods porn hiders, and that's fine. I'm not judging. Mm. I'm just saying I just didn't ever know it was such a that's thing. That's what I want to know, Greg. That's good. That's the question that I want. I don't want to know if you found it. I want to know if you hid it. Mm. All right, if anybody listening, were you a, a woods porn And we'll keep hider? you anonymous, but I want to know, like... But... Yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't care. I'm just curious. I care. I mean, I'm not judging you, but I care because I yeah. want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben says, I had a speaker I kept my porn in. So there was a speaker. Um, we need to poll. where do you think Greg hid his porn? That is not a poll that needs to happen. Greg is uncreative. He hid it under his mattress. No. Oh, that's, yep, that was a yes. No, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? That's the first place anybody would ever look. You hid it in between the space and your dresser drawer, like between the bottom of the drawer and the, and the floor. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even gonna say. Yep, that you, was it. No, no, you are very uninventive. I would. I would absolutely. I'm not gonna say. Did where you it hide was. it in plain sight. I'm not even gonna say. Uh, Quinn says found some in the in the Astoria woods around age 11. Yeah, so it is. It's a common thing. It does happen. Uh, Chris, that's a good, pretty good spot in Spider City. We're not talking about my house now. <laughs> We're talking about when I grew up. Spider City is a place in my house now. Yeah, where there's. Uh, Porn. No, there's not. There's not a stash of. Greg has I to. Turn, it's like Catholic you. guilt. He has to put the porn way back in through, or he has to reach through the bugs to get. I'm it. a modern gentleman. I don't need the magazines, but it's. Uh, 
yeah, and I don't. There are no stashes around. If there were, fine. I mean, you know, it's my business, but uh, I don't think I have it's a need totally to hide like Temple them. Of Doom. I don't think I have you a need to hide totally it right now. Temple of Doom. You're porn to yourself. Just that would like, be right. weird if I was. You have to earn it. That would be weird if I was hiding it in the house, but it's not in my room. Like as as an adult man, and I'm hiding it around. As my an house. adult man. Well, I mean that. Okay, I think that would be kind of strange. That would be think. very strange. I mean, <laughs> that would be very odd. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. I just uh, the, again the main thing I was interested with this is that it it's not just me. Uh, Jason wrote Gravel Culvert and Eugene, age twelve. <laughs> so this happens to everybody, huh? There we go. All right. Yeah. Now I know. That's fascinating, though. I never, I never thought that it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is it is definitely a thing. Uh, Cammy says he hit it he hit it with his Halloween candy so he could have a surprise treat. That's that is that's just saying surprise treat. That's that's upsetting. You say surprise treat all the time. A surprise treat. Okay. Ooh. Okay, not in this context. I found I myself a surprise treat. I can't do that. All right. Well, if you have, if you found hidden woodsborn or uh, or you hid hidden woodsborn. Yeah, or you hid okay. hid uh, some woodsborn. We'd be, I guess, interested to know. Sarah wants to know. I am. Sarah wants to know about it. Yeah, I want to know who you are. All right. All right. Well, okay, you were saying... Yes, I did have something else to get to. Okay, so so (laughs) moving from Woodsporn to Hawaii... Uh, there are trees there too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I did talk about how there was Maybe there's porn in the jungles of Hawaii. I bet there is. Jungle porn. I bet it's not... It's... I'm... I am confident this is not just a Northwest thing. Mm -hmm. This happens all over the world, so... This is everywhere. It can be like the worst treasure hunt ever where we go into the jungle and see who can find. Who can find the old porn stash? <laughs> the jungle porn stash. I imagine there. it's pretty hard to find at this point. It's a lot more, a lot more infrequent, or, you know, to find that stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, it's kind of wet out there, too. Um, yeah, that's true. It probably would have disintegrated a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Who's to say? Maybe they're using more plastic bags. Mm-hmm. I guess it was is how it would work. I was a weird kid. I used to bury stuff in my backyard in plastic bags. Like what? To like hide it from my sister. I don't know, like toys that I liked like, and stuff. You would bury toys from your so your sister couldn't play with them. You would put them in plastic bags and well, bury they're them. They're mine. That is such a you thing to do. <laughs> that I cannot think of anybody more fitting for that to, to do that. They'd be like, I don't. I'm not going to play with it, but I don't want you to play with it. So I'm going to bury it. That is so. That's so, Sarah. Is <laughs> you buried your toys so your sister couldn't play with them? I would them. have little secret hiding spots. I'd bury them and then, like put a rock on it so that I would remember where I'd bury particular things. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Wow. Put them in their plastic bags. Wow, that is um, that's something. That's that that explains a lot. I mean, I would bury things in the backyard with Nate. We would make concoctions. So. Because his mom was usually home later from work, so I'd ride my bike over there, and we'd get, like, a plastic jug and fill it full of everything we could find in the kitchen and mix it all up, and then you dare somebody to take a drink of it. You know, it's just disgusting. It's everything you can find <laughs> in a kitchen. Oh, you yeah. put in a little piece of it, and then we'd go, we'd try to get each other to take a drink of it. You'd, like, lose a bet or something. And then we'd bury it out in the yard, and then I remember we went up there one at one point, and... Uh, it had exploded, and there was this big crater in the ground. So whatever we'd put in there built up and blew up at some point. Oh, boy. A little homemade bomb, I guess. Anyway. Oh, my God. You were such a shit apple making accidental homemade bombs. Yeah, it was an accident. We didn't know it was going to blow okay. up. 
but it, it sure did. It was a pretty big writer too. Uh, anyway, so let's get back to the, uh, to the email we did receive. And I've completely tainted her email by leading in with porn, but nonetheless, uh, <laughs> it comes from Lisa. And listener Lisa and her uh, husband Eric just got back from their honeymoon in New Zealand, which congratulations. Oh, congratulations to and you they too. Said, they said they listened to Fun Employment Radio while they were going around all the different places and checking out Lord of the Rings and locations and all of that stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. And she's got a bunch of nice things to say. She is awesome. Uh, also, though, she did reference yesterday's show. And with my new segment of Hawaii Facts, which we'll be doing as we lead up until we go to Hawaii. Now, Not uh, every day, Lisa just said where uh, she is from Hawaii. Uh, she's born and raised from Hawaii. And she's a, uh, a Hawaii native. And she can confirm that Greg's Hawaii Facts are 100% true and factual. Oh, so thank you very oh much <laughs> for confirming those facts. You know, we all know the name Hawaii came from uh, sailors. or was, how are thee? How are thee? And then it got changed to Hawaii over time. You should have said ye instead of thee. How are thee? How are thee? How are ye? How are ye? No, no, it's how mm-hmm. are thee. No, no, how are thee? That, okay, that'd be I'm, more, I'm that's so better. sorry to go against your facts. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's a fact. A fact is a fact. Mm-hmm. And she did say that uh, all the locals will be quite impressed with my facts. So thank you very much. I will do that. Now, she did say this, though. She gave us a recommendation, and this is great. We do want to have a lot of recommendations as we get ready to go to Kauai. Like I said, we're going to be broadcasting. If you live on Kauai or if you know somebody there, you know, let us know about that or let us know about something we should do while we're there. And this is a recommendation. Um, she said to look up some Hawaiian ghost stories, including this thing called Night Marchers. So I looked up the I looked this up. Night Marchers? Night Marchers. I don't know if I'm getting a little uh, – maybe I've been watching better horror movies – but I've been like kind of scaring myself with horror movies later uh, lately. I don't know if I want to hear about Night Marchers. Uh, well, it's just too so late. you know, if anyone hasn't seen it, uh, if you get a chance, watch It Follows. Is one of the most. It's, I have seen that. It's it's, it's terrifying. It's... I was trying to like I saw it a few days ago, and I was laying in my bed last night trying to sleep, and all I, I kept thinking about that movie, and it's uh, it's different than you'd think. It's it's really terrifying. So yeah, it's. Uh... So I'm a little on edge. So Greg, please tell me about the things I need to be scared of in Hawaii. Okay. Well, here's the thing called night marchers, and I'm just getting this uh, from the Wikipedia page. I haven't had time to do a lot of research on it, but here's what this says. So in Hawaiian legend, night marchers are the ghosts of ancient Hawaiian warriors. On the nights of Kane Ku Lono Akua, or on the nights of Kaloa. They are said to come forth from their burial sites to march out to past battles or to other sacred places. They march at sunset and just before the sun rises. So it looks like dawn Wait, what and are dusk. Those, what are those days that you're saying? What are those things? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what those mean. Okay. Are those- Kane, Ku, Lono, Akua, or on the nights of Kaloa. And I, I honestly, I do not know what that means. So it must be some kind of celebration or holiday. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, so I'm not going to pretend to, to mm. pretend to know, but whatever that is, that's the guess when they're most prominent. And anyone living near their path may hear chanting and marching and must go inside to avoid notice. They might appear during the day if coming to escort a dying relative to the spirit world. Anyone looking upon or seen by the marchers will die unless a relative is within the marchers ranks. Some people maintain that if you lie face down on the ground, they will not see you. This is to show respect. However, if However, uh, if exiting the area is the fastest option, it is recommended. You can also place leaves on the on the tea around one's home, and it's said to keep away all evil spirits and will cause the 
I'm, I'm going to muck up a bunch of uh, pronunciations. Well, I'll just say that. Huaka'ipo, I don't know, to avoid the area. Another thing is to always highly respect the night marchers, which can result in great things. So the thing is, there's, like there's a bunch phrase, of ceremonies. night marchers. Yeah, that you can go along with this, where it's night marchers, I guess. You have to be very careful of them and that they can come out. And so if we're out at dawn or dusk and you hear them and you hear chanting, it could be the night marchers that are coming to take you. Oh, I'm looking. Some characteristics of the mysterious night marchers include uh, you feel heavy wind, uh, alternate. So you see people walking, alternating uh, male and female rows of people of people marching. Ooh. Unusually bright torches. Oh, accompanying Mister Fog. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that's disturbing. I I know I used the word disturbing way too much today, but. That is. So night marchers, Sarah, that's something to actually be afraid of. That's a fact. That's a Hawaiian fact. Probably goes along with the forest people that I talked about yesterday, too. And so it, it definitely makes sense. I'm trying to think of, and that's the idea of the people coming back at night. There was, when I was uh, in Croatia, there's this uh, island right off of Dubrovnik where you can see it from the mainland. It's not very far away, but supposedly at night, if you watch it, you'll see lanterns. Because it's uh, these monks, these pissed off dead monks that march the island looking for anybody that's alive on there to take them or something like that. And so if you watch it, you're, you know, sometimes your mind can play tricks on you and you think you'll see a lantern, uh, somebody with a lantern walking around the island and they're looking for alive people. Okay, that's just disturbing. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty okay, unnerving. I don't, I don't I can't remember, they're really pissed off to the monks. I can't remember why. I, that's like exactly opposite of what a monk is supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. They're not angry monks. No. Like they wouldn't be able to be monks anymore if they were angry. Well, they're not monks anymore. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was told, yeah. Oh, hello, my friend. <laughs> Speaking of in the chat, you guys sound high. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to be delirious. Only high on life, Rick. High on life, Rick. <clears throat> Ooh-wee. Hello, my friends. What? The Lockroom Curse. That's what it is. It's Lockroom. That's the island. Off of the rubber. Okay. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, got a story, some uh, breaking news, if you will. I know at least one person named Josh Love that'll be very excited about this story. It has now been announced that, yes, Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, Greg. Yep. Has been considering going into politics. Because, of course, why not? Seems like you don't need any background for anything. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson says that, yes, he is entertaining the idea of jumping into the political ring and is considering a future White House run. No, oh, come he on. He seems pretty solid. I kind of like No, like I like The Rock. The wrestler turned actor, 44 about... years young, says that, uh, that after the presidential election, it has renewed his interest in him running for office. He says, I love my country. I'm extremely patriotic, and I also feel leadership is important. And I feel like I could do a good job, says Johnson, star of the Fast and the Furious franchise. I mean, I like The Rock. Don't get me wrong. The, the Rock is fantastic. It's hard not to like him. I, I'm not quite sure if I... I mean, at this point, I guess you throw everything out the window. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> it's a reset. Yeah. Uh, well, this isn't the first time that Dwayne Johnson's name has been mentioned in political circles. Earlier this year, he took to Instagram to thank the Washington Post journalist who said he had a weirdly plausible path to a political career. While Johnson did not specify which uh, office he might uh, seek eventually, when he might run or which party he'd like to re represent, he said he thought running a business as a producer in Hollywood had, has given him the discipline that he hoped he could apply to politics. <laughs> Of course, if he does, everybody get can get into politics thing, now. I'm going to do it too. Uh, he'd be following, of course, in the footsteps of another pro wrestler, Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh, yeah. Jesse was uh, governor of Minnesota. He sure was governor of Minnesota and bodybuilder turned action star. Jesse Ventura. Who is the bodybuilder turned action star? Oh, I don't know. Who would that be? Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, who served two terms as the governor of California. Well, uh, The Rock still participates in occasional Jesse world wrestling Ventura. entertainment matches. Uh, of course, he's also starring uh, in HBO's Ballers, and he's going to be in an upcoming Baywatch movie. Oh, I didn't that's know right. Was gonna be a Baywatch Isn't he going to be? Is he the lead in the Baywatch movie? I have no idea. I hope it's just as good as San Andreas, though, because boy, that was a ten out of ten right oh, there. God, that's that's so like the bad. worst movie I've ever seen. It was really bad. It's pretty terrible. A quick side note on Jesse Ventura. If you've never seen seen James Adomian's spoof series where he plays Jesse Ventura, Conspiracy Theory, it's so good. It's really funny. <laughs> Check that out. Do it. Uh, Kristen's already ready to vote for uh, for The Rock. Plus, who doesn't want a big, handsome Samoan man to lead us? Maybe he would bring Roman onto the ticket to those dreamy eyes. I'm not voting for a ticket that is The Rock and Roman. Roman. Rock and Roman. Oh, yeah. I can already see the campaign slogan. I'd go for Rockin' Roman. Roman doesn't seem like he's the brightest. Um, that does not matter. <laughs> and Roman, you know that uh, Roman is the Rock's cousin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good looks running that family. Well, I'm I'm not disputing their, their appearance. Greg, a new story out of Avondale, Arizona. Did you know that there's a douchebag named, uh, well, who calls himself Mr. Black Friday? And why is that? Well, Mr. Black Friday is already waiting for Black Friday sales, because that's apparently what he does every year, and this is his thing, because everyone needs That's his deal? Yeah, two weeks his before... His deal is Black Friday. Before the annual shopping day, Jarvis Johnson... Oh, Jesus, I gotta look up Jarvis Johnson right now. ...is already camping outside of his favorite Best Buy there in Avondale, Arizona, right, on, uh, right there on the corner of 99th Avenue and McDowell. Jarvis Johnson, Mr. Fact, Black Friday. Jarvis Johnson, who goes by Mr. Black Friday, he this really time calls of the year. himself Mr. Black oh, Friday. He sure as shit does. Sure as shit. Uh, actually, set up his tent and camping gear, uh. and he has been camping there. All right, so he actually started last weekend. He's camping 336 hours before the Best Buy opens. Oh. Uh, what, are, what are the Jarvis deals Johnson, he's hoping to get? Jarvis Johnson said, uh, when asked, it's a mental thing, really, to be honest. Like, how can I do this? It's an uphill battle. Everyone has their challenges to face. <laughs> and Mr. Black Friday is going through his mental challenges. Mr. Black in Friday. In a tent outside of Best Buy <laughs> on the corner of 99th and McDowell. Uh, so uh, it's being asked, why why does Mr. Black Friday go through all this trouble why? to be camping out there? Well, savings aside, Jarvis Johnson has a rep a reputation to uphold. As Mr. Black Friday. Says. 
his man cave setup drew national attention last year and caught the attention of Best Buy itself. Now, uh, the company actually paid for Jarvis Johnson to be in the Black Friday ad that appeared this month. Jarvis Johnson, 26 years old. You're 26, man. He's you have 26. so much other cool stuff that you could be doing. Oh, my God. So he has camped out for Black Friday every year since 2006. What is Mr. Black Friday's since job? Since he was 16. Greg, since he was he's 26 now, he's been camping out for Black Friday every year since 2006. What is his job that he can camp out for a week and a half before Black Friday? I have no idea. So it says, after his big break last year, Mr. Black Friday decided to up his game. Instead of just one week of camping, he's doubling it to two. And he's not doing it alone. He's convinced sponsors to give him gear. Seriously? Oh, yeah. So there are companies that gave him canopies for his tent. Uh, another company gave him free tacos. I'm not going to say the name of the companies because they don't need any more publicity. Um, another company gave him couches. One gave him a barbecue and a microwave. So it's basically like a little mini apartment. I mean, apartment. I guess in a way he's getting tons of free shit out of the deal. Uh, Jarvis Johnson said, even if nobody got behind me, I would still be out here because that's who I am. <laughs> that's what I stand for. You got to take a stand on something. Jarvis Johnson. I am Mr. Black Friday. <laughs> hey, kids. Grow up, be like me, Mr. Black Friday. All right, everyone has goals. Yeah. Some people have strange ones, including... Maybe making it to the International Grave, Divi- uh, Grave Digging Championships. Oh. This is the second annual. I believe I talked about this last year. This is in Slovakia. Uh, second annual International Grave, uh, Grave, Greg digging, Grave Digging Competition okay. Championships, which took place this past weekend. So this is a pretty big deal, at least for grave diggers. 11 two-member teams from Slovakia, Poland, and Hungary got down and dirty to see who could dig the best grave in the fastest amount of time yeah. using only shovels and picks. So they have to make uh, the grave. It has to be precise. I, mean, I guess you got to take pride in your work. You do have to take pride in your work. Uh, and at least they're doing something. They're not sitting on their asses in a parking lot at Best Buy. Now these, uh, So it's 11 teams of two. This is how you dig a good grave. It has to be five feet deep. Which I don't. I thought, I thought it, was it was six, six feet. Six I feet know. under. Yeah. Six feet under. I thought uh, five feet deep. So the name of the show should have been five feet under. Six and a half feet long and three feet wide. Well, so six and gra- a half feet. That's not long enough for some people. Well, the grave digging contest is meant to put the fun back in the funeral industry, because that's just a hilarious industry. Yeah, having a great time. Yes. Uh, so the Slovakian uh, two brothers who have worked together, uh, Slovakian brothers Dadislav and Skladen age 43 and 41, respectively, uh, buried the competition by digging a perfect grave in approximately 54 minutes. According to Reuters, it's making national news. We're all scraping the bottom of the barrel right now. Their grave was also the neatest, judges of the grave digging competition noted. Skaldan told Reuters, I am happy we won. It is satisfaction after 15 years in this job. I had to focus on speed today, but usually when weather is nice and I can chat with my brother, it's his dream job. What a hoot these guys must be to mm-hmm. hang out with. Did Quite you, real quick, did you say Greg digging at the beginning of this segment? Yes, that's what I said, and I, said yeah. I accidentally keep saying that. Okay. I just want to make sure that was, that's well, what I say I Greg a lot more than I say grave, so. I don't know if I like that. Okay. Let's see. Go to this. Uh, Hollywood, Florida. 
Hollywood, Florida. What's your dream? What? Exactly. What is that from? A 62-year-old... You don't know what that's from? Nobody tell him. Welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? Welcome to Hollywood, Florida. What's your dream? I didn't say Florida. So welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? I think you did. Um, well, this story is from Hollywood, Florida. Welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to have a dream. Out of Hollywood, Florida, a 62-year-old Florida attorney will spend the next year in federal prison in connection with a money laundering <laughs> scheme. Money laundering. Well, it wasn't just money he was laundering. Uh, Alan Coslow of Hollywood, Florida, was arrested after he laundered money from an undercover FBI agent posed as a criminal. Now, the funds came from an illegal gambling business and also from selling counterfeit Viagra. So I like that guy that tried to sell, sell it to me live on the air here. Mm-hmm. That's true. What did he say? Hard hard rock? Yeah. It'll be rock hard or something like no, that. Uh, hard rock. Hard rock. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so this guy, uh, Alan Coslow of Hollywood, Florida, has been caught for trying to deal counterfeit Viagra. So uh, he has pleaded guilty to money, money laundering and is scheduled to be sentenced on December 8th. And finally, this is a lesson to Greg Nibbler. Mm. It's another Florida story. Okay. Florida man from Miami. Right. Uh, Miami man has been arrested during a festival called the Fantasy Fest. Oh, boy. After police say that he smashed a beer bottle into someone's face when that person cut him in line for the bathroom. <laughs> I don't cut in line for for the bathroom. You couldn't even get that. I cut in out. beer. I cut in lines for beer. You cut in lines for everything. I don't cut in lines for the bathroom. Although if somebody's not paying attention, then you know they then that's you. Then you'll cut in line. Well, then they've relinquished their well, right to wait in the bathroom. Damien Izquierdo, uh, thirty-nine, was observed smashing a beer bottle in the face of Robert C. Jones, who was visiting the area from New Jersey for the Fantasy Festival. Now, what is the Fantasy Festival? Uh, it doesn't say. You might. I think that's it. kind of an important aspect well, so, of okay, this. Okay, so all it has is Fantasy Fest, which started in 1979, is an annual 10-day party for grown-ups. Oh, oh was it like a swingers? <laughs> it must be a swingers festival. Okay, I'm going to look it up really quick. Fantasy Fest. Fantasy Fest, okay. Fantasy Fest, Florida. Uh, so police say that Jones had a one-inch-long cut on the bridge of his nose. Oh. Jones Whoa. told officers that the attack was unprovoked and that uh, Izquierdo was drunk and out of control. He would not admit to cutting, even though he did. So he's a little How do you know? Liar. Maybe he didn't cut. Izquierdo told police that Jones cut to the front of the restroom line, which led to the attack. He was arrested on suspicion of aggravated battery. Greg, what is Fantasy Fest? Fantasy Fest is... It takes place in Key West... I'm taking a look at it. There's a lot of details on this. It's, it was started by two local businessmen, Tony Falcone and the late Bill Conkle. And they organized a party to stimulate business. Now, now this thing is, um, it's an adult party, kind of along the lines of Mardi Gras, but it's intended to attract people to the concentration of bars along Duval Street. While public nudity is technically not allowed, body paint is usually very popular. So it's a bunch of ladies walking around in body paint. And um, looks like there's a lot of private parties that go on. Okay, yes. I don't think that it's it's quite as wholesome as it's probably painting it up. Masquerade march. Oh, there's a little bit of Eyes Wide Shut kind of oh, thing going God, on there. Oh, God. Can we just get through one day where you don't talk about Eyes Wide Shut? Well, it is what it is. Christ. 
I feel like maybe I need to actually watch that movie just so I have like I can counteract you on some of this because like me not knowing makes it worse. I haven't seen it in years. I just have oh. what in my mind it is. All right, anyway, there you have it. Don't cut in line. That's your world of crazy. I mean, you know, if somebody's cutting in line, I would be mad. I mean, especially in the bathroom. I've had somebody cut in front of me in the bathroom, and it sucked. Okay. That was when I was at a club downtown Portland, Mm -hmm. and this big, giant, meathead douchebag walked up and, like, shoved me in the chest and then walked in front of me into the bathroom. Okay. It's pretty emasculating. Work out your issues. Well, well, it kind of sucked. He was a prick. And then I had to wait. I was like, what the fuck, dude? That's what I said. And then I didn't do anything about it. Was I going to fight him over the bathroom line? He was already in there. Mm -hmm. He snuck in and got in ahead of me. Was I going to fight him when he got out? I mean, I'm not going to fight somebody over it at that point. It's not going to prove anything. It's not going to help me out. So I stood there and I stood my ground. Can you, like, stop talking? And then I used the bathroom. And then I left because I didn't like it there. I don't like clubs. It wasn't my thing. Okay. Uh, should we do a little bit of... Uh, all right. I hope that's what you wanted to do, because that's what I had queued up. No, I've got a little bit of it. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Oh. Uh, not a ton of ball talk going on. Just a couple of stories, a couple of tales for you, if you will. Uh, the, well, this is kind of a, a soccer story. Uh, the a very originally named Los Angeles Football Club, which is a new expansion team that it, for MLS that is going to be in L.A. Why can you not come up with a mascot? This is the problem with MLS. This is Greg being really worked up right now. Oh, no, their two newest teams, or three newest, are... Orlando City Football Club, New York Foot, New York City Football Club, and Los Angeles Football Club. Snooze alert. That's so lazy. So lazy. Come up with a name. You are not Madrid. All right, but anyway. Actually, Madrid does have a name. They, they're Real Madrid. They have their own name. Ugh. Anyway, LAFC... Uh, as they are known, is looking to lure a big-time star to America to hype up ticket sales. Mm-hmm. And right now, the one of their leading candidates they're trying to lure away is Mr. Wayne Rooney from England. Do you, do you know who Wayne Rooney I is? No, oh, you is don't. Is he related okay. to Andy? That's really a... I don't even want to give you credit for that one. It was just... Is Mickey's grandson? Uh, anyway, Wayne Rooney might be coming to to there. Okay. Yay! All right, we'll go. We'll go on about that. Um, next thing. By the way, it's being noted in the chat that I need a therapist because of that bathroom story. I do not need a therapist. I'm just. I'm still pissed off about him, and I think about it. I'm like, God dang it! I wish I. I'm pissed, but then I'm like, well, what? What would I really? What am I gonna do about it? Get in a fight and get arrested over it. Even if I win. Which is a good chance I probably wouldn't have. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest about my chances there. And uh, and then and then what? Then what happens, though? Say I win. Okay, I go to jail because I beat up the guy. Who, well, yeah, that would feel kind of good, though. It would feel good. Okay. Let's work the through the issues uh, some other time. That was an asshole. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> okay, moving on to ball talk. 
Just uh, two more things. Well, you know what? We're going to skip to the final thing. We're just going to skip to this. We're going to go to this. Go to the big story because there's not a lot of stories today. It has to do with the city of Seattle, just north here of Portland. It's where I found Woodsporn. Yep, where Sarah found Woodsporn in the city. So kind of city. Was it by a dumpster or something? No, it was behind uh, Nathan Hale High School. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. In North Seattle. Okay. So found Woodsporn in Seattle. Well, they have been trying for quite some time to figure out how to get an NBA team back to Seattle. Supersonics leaving in, I think it was 2008 for Oklahoma City. After 30-some years there, people in Seattle are still quite upset about that. And they don't, I don't blame them. I'd be pissed, too. But uh, they've been attempting to build an arena to lure an NBA team either back or an expansion team and also possibly an NHL team. They almost took the Sacramento Kings away from Sacramento, which to me is kind of a it's kind of a shitty move if you're complaining about a city taking your team and then you go take another small market team. Mm-hmm, that means city. no whining ever again. It's kind of a kind of a prick move. They didn't end up getting them. Sacramento got a new stadium, so they're going to be there forever. So they're, really, I think the hope is an expansion team. And I want a team in Seattle, believe me. I think that would be great to have the Supersonics back. And right now, there's a guy by the name of uh, Chris Hansen. Not the please have a seat, Chris Hansen. That's the guy that like catches the, to catch a... Please have a seat. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Big Dinger 769 I'd like to talk to you for a second about what you said. Uh, so, so... Uh, not that Chris Hansen, different Chris Hansen, is now working on building an NBA slash NHL arena to get both so Seattle will become a five-sport city. Getting a little greedy there. It seems like a little overkill. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't think they could really sustain all of that, but maybe they can. Seattle's a big city. So an NBA NHL arena where they would have both teams playing in there. And now they've got a brand new celebrity partner. Seattle Seahawks' own... Mr. Russell Wilson has now come in to partner with the Sonics Arena Group to help bring the NBA and NHL to Seattle. Big name, big name partner there. Hmm. Mr. Russell Wilson wants okay. to be part of it. Of course he does. Russell Wilson's a god up there. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah, Russell Wilson is. I mean, if you if you haven't spent a lot of time in Washington State, like get around anywhere around Seattle, it's all Seahawks flags. It's all billboards of Russell Wilson's face. Yeah. 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 It, it is Russell Wilson everywhere you go. He is the king of Seattle. And now he wants to be cement that even more by helping to bring the NBA and NHL back to Seattle. Hmm. So we'll see what happens. Well, it would be neat to have, I guess, an NBA rivalry again. If well, it it's, I mean, it was always fun having the Sonics there. Yeah. I mean, for, the, for Blazers fans, I mean, it would be nice to have another Northwest team back. And it's always fun to root against the Sonics when the Blazers play them. That's a fun rivalry. Mm-hmm. Even though I rooted for the Sonics whenever they weren't playing the Blazers. However, I think we should have the NHL team first. I, I think we're so more too. deserving. I think Portland is more deserving of an NHL team. I think team. we've been patient. Yes. Yes. You already yeah. have Seahawks and Mariners yeah. and Sounders. Don't Come on, greedy. Seattle. Don't be greedy. Seriously. No, I want me an NHL too. This is slow your roll a little bit. Get the Sonics back, but let's not. This that NHL is just a little too much. 
All right, there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Excuse me, Mr. Wilson. Let's take it down a notch. Get the <laughs> Sonics back. Do get the Sonics back. And that'll Don't take somebody right? else's team. Get an expansion team. Convince the NBA to give you an expansion team. Don't steal another city's team because that's exactly what happened to you. And you know how you felt about that. Mm-hmm. Not too good about it. We do have a couple birthdays today. We do indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, one was actually over this weekend. So let's do that one oh, first. Oh boy, did we drop the ball. Well, we and got a message. We, I, mean, Greg. I got the message. I did. I listened to it before the show yesterday and then, and then I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball because mm-hmm. we, were, we were having a big long show yesterday and I dropped the ball. We need to say happy birthday to Brian. Brian. Happy birthday. Oh, Brian, who we just hung out with last week. Yep. At the uh, Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night. Oh, he was just there. Brian, I hope you have a, what, had a wonderful birthday. Does he get another day of celebration today since he forgot? Uh, happy birthday okay. to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. And we also have another very special birthday celebration for a gentleman from Canada up to the north. Yes. And he is actually in Las Vegas right now. For a week. Yeah, so this is the thing. So he is he is spending apparently a week in Vegas. Are you insane, Dwayne? <laughs> that is so much time in Vegas. You are you are a madman. I don't know how how you'd hold up. Like th- about three days in Vegas is about my my max. Maybe yeah, three that's nights. Mostly, yeah, three nights, like four, like maybe getting in late the first day and then like leaving early the second day. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's probably about mm-hmm. about what I could do. But uh, Dwayne is down there right now in Las Vegas. Dwayne, you be safe out there. Be be safe in that rough and you tumble have fun. world. You have so much fun. Yes, and he did ask if uh, he should place a bet for me on the Carolina Panthers winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, no, save your money. Okay. All right. All right. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Dwayne. Dwayne. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. All right. There we go. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Mm-hmm. We really do appreciate it. Um, um, if you have any other stories about Kauai or interesting things to let us know, please do. Or Hawaii in general. Yeah. Mostly specifically Kauai, though, because that's where we're well, now, But now we know about the night marchers. Oh, I don't like that phrase. We know a lot of things. We're going to know a lot about Hawaii by we're the time we get so out there. We're going to know so much about Hawaii. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be very fortunate for us. Um, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to our show. We greatly appreciate we that. We sure do. We do indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know if you found Woodsporn or you are a hider of Woodsporn. Maybe. Now that I'm saying that out loud, I don't know if that's a good phrase. No, that was a weird thing to ask. It's a weird, right? strange thing to, to ask. <laughs> no, but seriously, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Don't forget to go to FunEmploymentRadio.com. Click on the Amazon link anytime you want to buy from there. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, my friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.